letters seventy one to seventy four of the history of lady barton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the history of lady barton by elizabeth griffith letters seventy one to seventy four from lady barton to lady hume letter seventy one lady barton to lady hume it is over my dear sister my trial and condemnation are past and i now sink under the weight of his censure from which i neither ought nor desire to appeal yesterday sir william desired to see me i instantly obeyed his summons and approached him pale and trembling but my wanness was the effect of ill health and my tremor arose from weakness yet he perhaps might have attributed these symptoms to guilt or fear for a person arraigned is generally half condemned i dreaded his flying into a rage at seeing me but to do him justice he was unusually calm as i entered the chamber he said i am sorry madame that we should meet thus i told him i was sincerely grieved for having been the innocent cause of so much uneasiness to him he repeated the word innocent and then launched out into the most cruel and i am happy to say false accusation that ever was uttered wretched wretched man my heart this moment feels for what his must one day suffer he was violently agitated while he proceeded in his accusation and i sometimes thought that he appeared to doubt the improbabilities he uttered till he produced lord lucan's picture which seemed like a visible miracle to corroborate the whole legend i offered not the least interruption while he spoke but when he had ended i threw myself upon my knees before him and in the most solemn manner assured him that i had never been guilty of an act of dishonour though i confessed that my affections had not been inviolably restrained to him perhaps from the harshness of his manners perhaps from my own weakness he was variously affected whilst i spoke and often broke out into extravagant exclamations denying the truth of what i said by reoccurring to the charge against me at other times he appeared softened for an instant but then the picture like othello's handkerchief still turned his heart to stone why was i not at liberty to unravel that mystery but my word was long since passed to keep it secret and never shall that bond be forfeited nor shall my innocence ever be justified by dishonour besides this was but a circumstance and that equivocal at most he then said 
that as my family all but myself were truly respectable he would for their sakes take some time to consider how he should act before he branded me with infamy and that i might remain a prisoner in his house till he had determined on my sentence but from that moment interdicted me from quitting my apartment and what was still much more severe from seeing or conversing with my sole comfort the tender the affectionate the amiable harriet i wept but it was in silence and yielded to this hard decree without a murmur he might have been more cruel to me benson is still permitted to attend me nor has he yet forbidden me the melancholy pleasure of writing to my sister i thanked him most sincerely for these two indulgences and most devoutly hope i shall not want them long while i live i shall never cease to lament my being the fatal and sole source of sorrow to my beloved sister oh dry your tears my fanny and turn your eyes to happier views see an adoring husband and tender brother court you to happiness forget the wretch that mars your present bliss and renders you ungrateful for heaven's bounty my heart sinks in me my friend my little harriet is just sent away i hear the wheels that carry her from hence they roll upon my heart protecting angels guard her innocence and soothe the sorrows of her tender mind i know it benson she was drowned in tears i feel them stream this moment on my breast alas my fanny my head turns round i cannot write another line adieu adieu l barton letter seventy two lady barton to lady hume did you not think i was completely wretched when i last wrote to you i thought so then but find my error now there is no bounds to miseries like mine the swelling waves rise upon one another and overwhelm me why does this feeble bark struggle so long why not sink down at once to dark oblivion but i will silence this repining heart nor murmur at my sufferings about eight o'clock this morning there arrived a messenger from waltersboro and in a few minutes after sir william rushed into my room with an appearance of frenzy in his air uncounterance vilest of women cried he out you have now completed your wickedness but think not that either you or your accomplice shall escape that pity which pleaded in my weak heart even for an adulteress will but increase my rage against the murderess of my friend he then quitted me abruptly as if bent upon some horrid purpose yes fanny i have heard my name traduced by the two vilest terms that ever disgraced human nature 
and yet i never sighed nor shed a tear i became petrified with horror and fixed my eyes in stupid silence on the door at which sir william issued till benson opened it some minutes after and found me quite immovable i blame him not for his intemperate wrath he thinks he has just cause there has been a duel lord lucan is at fault he was the challenger he has destroyed my fame and peace of mind for ever it is but just it should be so that he who caused my weakness should punish it i hear that he is dangerously wounded and colonel walter mortally oh could i hope my prayers might reach the throne of mercy but am i not as sir william styles me a murderess too surely so i am the fatal cause of all these crimes forgive me gracious heaven no words can paint my agonies death only can relieve them a note from sir william it has broken my heart i fear i cannot see to copy it waltersburg madame i know not how to plead the pardon either of myself or the unhappy colonel walter but if the strongest remorse for the injuries he has done you added to the loss of life which is now ebbing fast from his wound may be thought an atonement you will comply with his request and grant him your forgiveness as to myself i can only say that i have been most cruelly deceived and nothing but colonel walter's present situation confession and contrition could ever have induced me to forgive his having been the cause of so much unhappiness to you i forgive him mine because he has repaired it my own offence my own failings have rendered me charitable to his but if heaven shall spare my life it shall be spent in penance for the wrongs i have done you colonel walter entreats you will let him know where his wife and child now are judge my surprise at hearing him acknowledge such connections but there is now no time for reflections as dr hartford and the surgeon both say he is not long to live death will be ease from the agonies he now endures in his tortured mind and i trust in heaven's mercy that they will ensure his future peace be speedy my much injured louisa in affording some relief to the most unhappy wretch i ever yet beheld and in his pardon include that of your abused and much afflicted husband w barton p s lord lucan's wound is not dangerous i will write for harriet to return immediately to southfield i wrote upon the instant but even at this short interval cannot recollect what i said my sensations were too much diversified too rapid to leave strong traces on the memory 
what did i not feel horror pity grief and even a gleam of joy joy that my name shall not disgrace my family nor make it hateful when i shall be but dust sir william's kindness in restoring harriet to me is the most pleasing proof that he could give of his returning confidence i know that it will make her happy and therefore i do doubly thank him all other marks of this regard must come too late we cannot live together yet i feel that death alone will part us his approaches have been his approaches have long been welcomed by me i have thought his harbingers were slow and child their tardy though sure progress yet would i now delay their lingering steps till i could sold my sister to my heart then bid it cease to beat this is a cruel but natural wish i will not press for the indulgence of it i am most truly thankful that lord lucan's life is safe but cannot form the least conjecture why he should hazard it as he has done it is impossible that he should know the injuries i have sustained from colonel walter to you alone have i revealed my sufferings even harriet was a stranger to the cause of my distress till sir william's violence informed her of his suspicions and sure i am she would not publish my disgrace this is a point that i could wish was cleared yet of what moment is it to me now i have just received a letter from lord hume excuse my silence to him and assure him of my affectionate regards my truest tenderest love awaits my brother and i charge you fanny never to let him know what i have suffered it would wound his peace when i shall be at rest another note from sir william containing unbounded thanks for what he calls my condescending goodness can there be any merit in the forgiveness of one frail and erring being to another i will try if i can rest good night my dearest sister l barton letter seventy three lady barton to lady hume sir william returned about ten o'clock this morning from waltersborough and i was not up i used to be an early riser fanny but may now say with anna in douglas thy votaries grief great nature's orders break and change the midnight to the moontide hour it was near eleven before i rang my bell and though sir william expressed the greatest impatience to see me he would not suffer benson to disturb me why do these petits soins appear too late for him or me to profit from as soon as she informed me that he was in the house i rose and dressed me with the utmost expedition then sent to let him know 
that i was ready to receive his commands i found my mind infinitely more agitated than when he had summoned me to appear before him yet i did not tremble as i then had done but my heart beat quicker he approached me with a look of tender anxiety which i had never seen him wear i arose as he entered he caught my hand and dropped upon one knee lady barton said he it is impossible for words to express my feelings could you be sensible of what they are you would both pardon and pity me i made the strongest effort in my power to raise him from the ground but both my strength and speech forsook me and i sunk motionless within his arms when i recovered i found myself reclining upon benson's bosom and sir william walking about the room like a distracted person exclaiming she is lost is gone for ever and i have killed her i am the murderer now the moment i could speak i said everything in my power to calm his mind but he continued to accuse himself much more severely than he could deserve and when he looked upon my altered face tears streamed from his sad eyes indeed i am much changed from what i was i think you scarce could know me colonel walter is no more though i have no faith in the efficacy of prayers for the dead yet i cannot refrain from offering up mine for religion prompted by misfortunes is apt to accede to superstition but enough or rather say too much of this sad subject harriet is returned she started at seeing me it is amazing what a visible alteration a few days has made in my appearance i do not myself perceive any great eternal change an increasing weakness is all that i am sensible of death seems to be grateful for the ardent wishes i have so often made for him and approaches me with the gentleness of a friend the variety of terrors i have gone through have disarmed him of his and though they at present seem to be past pardon me my sister i cannot help considering my dissolution as a deliverance as soon as harriet arrived sir william brought her by the hand and presenting her to me said i am happy dear niece to restore you again to the protection of the best and most injured woman breathing my future conduct to her joined to your care and assiduity will i hope restore her health and make us all happy once more i bowed assent to sir william's impossible wish and embraced my beloved harriet with all the fondness of a mother i shall be a loss to her fanny my heart melts at the idea of her distress i am not able to hold the pen longer at present i will resume it to-morrow 
i hope that contrary winds are the sole source of my not hearing from you the agitation of my mind for some time past has prevented my thinking too deeply on your silence i flatter myself that the next post day will prevent my future anxiety adieu l barton letter seventy four lady barton to lady hume my illness or rather languor increases so fast upon me that it is with much difficulty i can support myself in my chair for an hour together yet they talk of carrying me to lisbon how absurd as if a long journey could cure a broken heart mine is the gentlest of decays the marks of my approaching dissolution are almost as visible in the faces that surround me as in my own sir william is the very statue of grief no pen or pencil can describe the tender expression of concern and solicitude that appears in harriet's face benson is become a spectre and dr hartford though long used to look on the approaches of death seems startled and affected by them now the unhappy affair of the duel has not yet been explained but i have neither curiosity or concern about that or anything else now left even my unhappy passion have i long since sacrificed to my duty be witness for me heaven that from the moment of sir william's danger the fond delirium vanished from my heart and left not even one tainted trace behind you have known all the conflicts of my soul and were there aught that could disturb it now to you i would confess the painful perturbation as to heaven but all is calm my sister still as the sea or winds were taught to blow or moving spirit bade the waters flow soft as the slumbers of a saint forgiven and mild as opening gleams of promised heaven may the last lines be prophetic amen adieu i will not yet say a last one to my beloved sister l barton p s you are at liberty to acquaint my brother with my situation no stain will now reflect on him from me my memory will still be dear to those i love to him to you my sister this thought will smooth my passage to the grave and i shall rest in peace end of letters seventy one to seventy four